Welcome back, guys, to the 90 Plus 5 podcast. It's a rainy day here in Lagos, Nigeria. My name is Tunji, the host of the 90 Plus 5 podcast. And I'm here with my co-host, Mikus. Yeah, hello, guys. What's up? Yeah, from the sound of my voice, you, you know already that I am happy. I'm in a joyful mood. Why? Because it's seventh heaven for Liverpool. Liverpool <laughs> destroyed all and annihilated Manchester United in a whooping 7-0 defeat yesterday, uh, Sunday. Um, personally, I think I, 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 um, I should start this by saying I'm very happy. I know it's not it's not a trophy or it's not a it's a, it's a big achievement. Let's yeah, not yeah. yeah, let's not try to like make it soft because this is United's biggest defeat in 93 years coming from a big rival like Liverpool. This is this is not something that you should be sorted about. And this is happening in a very, very, in a season where Liverpool has been really, really awful. So I'm really, really proud of that personally. And I just hope Liverpool builds on this from now to the end of the season and hopefully take this to the Champions League as well. And I know when I was saying this <laughs> on the 90 plus 5 space that Liverpool was going to qualify for top four, everybody was looking at me as if I was a fool. And I they know we've not qualified for top four yet. <laughs> yeah, I know we've not qualified for top four yet. But when it happens, when it happens, man, the Twitter, Twitter community, you, know, you people cannot rest. No rest. <laughs> so, um, Chibuzo, what, what, what did you, like, personally, let me just, before I give the mic to Chibuzo, guys, please, you guys, you just need to allow me just pour out my heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think let me just give you a breakdown of, let me give you a breakdown of what actually happened yesterday. I didn't watch that match from beginning to the end. Um, I, I woke up, I woke up, I, I actually set my alarm, yeah, f- for the match. And for some funny reasons, my alarm could not wake me up. And I woke up by like, um, when it was like 70 minutes into the game. And as I woke up, I just turned on the TV. I saw 5-0. Guy, I, I kid you not. As I saw 5-0, I don't know where the tears came from, guy. I just started crying. Guy, like, I was tears of joy. I was like, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> what the hell is happening here? Like, I, I could not believe my eyes. Like, as me, I was watching the match from the beginning, I, I saw the whole process of Liverpool scoring the five goals. It's probably been different. But I literally yeah. just woke up and I saw yeah. 5-0. It was like as if I was dreaming. Then I stayed a little bit longer. I stayed to the end of the match. I was caught two more goals. Happiest day of my life this season. <laughs> yeah, so what, what, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Liverpool's match? Yeah, yeah, that game, I I, I was privileged, let me use that word, to be awake at that yeah. time. And I, I watched the match. And I have to say, like, first of all, like, I usually make these statements before people say, okay, oh, ah, I'm biased. I'm a Chelsea fan. So it, it gives me great pleasure to see my fans cry. I'm a backup okay. fan. They beat me just of, um, some weeks back. It gives me great pleasure yeah. to see them cry. But 
beginning of that game, let's just let's put emotions aside. Beginning of that game, yeah, I felt like man, you coming to Anfield was going to be a difficult one because no matter what you may think about Liverpool, no matter what may be happening this season, there's one constant, <clears throat> at least in the Premier League, Anfield is a difficult yeah. place. Yeah, especially for United. Yeah, yeah, especially for United. This is a team that hasn't won in Anfield since um, way back since 2016. I think Vanga was last manager to win there with the win running goal. So it's not like they have joined Anfield. So there was a lot of skepticism coming to this game. Some people had doubts. But what what was really funny was the statements from Ten Hag. Um, Some people may call it confidence, but it was a bit of arrogance for me because he was saying things like oh he's looking forward to play like um the atmosphere everything quite all right you can read it as confidence but <laughs> those statements only come from um being uh, feeling on top of the world being in cloud nine and so all those statements yeah. really fell on him on his face when the inevitable yeah. happened also we'll not yeah. forget those statements he made during the summer about errors coming to an end I think there was a um, tweet that went out. Someone quoted a statement that Pep and yeah. Club errors comes to an end and everything. But yeah. this is not yeah. to downplay him. But for this game, yeah. he really showed that Mayu, they are not there. And I kept on saying this. Yeah, yeah so they are rebuilding. And yeah, things true. like this will happen. Let's let's not make bones about it. But I feel like the the um the whole um, force about this game is you can lose 2-0, you can lose yeah. 3-0 to Liverpool in Anfield. Nobody's going to beat you. But the manner at which they just collapsed after the fourth goal entered was yeah. disturbing. Like, no, you don't you don't make this get to 7-0. As a manager at 10, I expected that at 4-0 you bring in Maguire. Funny as it may sound, bringing someone to lock up shop. You can't be going for a goal in Anfield when you are four nil down. It's not yeah. possible. You are not. You are not Real Madrid. Yeah. You are not there yet. Yeah. But he made subs like bringing in Garnacho. I mean, I mean, like I can go on and on to say different things that went wrong with this game. But what I have to say is Liverpool were back to that sparkling place, yeah. and it was yeah. a joy to watch for me. Yeah, everything about the uh, Liverpool's team was perfect. The Midfield, we were able to control it. Like the crazy thing is that we had only eight shots on target in yesterday's match, and yeah. we scored seven. That's that's perfect. That's, that's yes, amazing. that's perfect. So, um, I, I I want to know from your view, what does this mean for Manchester United as a as as a team? As let me use it as a project. What does it mean for Manchester United? Because you know. The whole idea is Ten Hag is restructuring this team. He's trying to bring them back to their glory days. And this is like a dip. This is like a dip. So yeah. what, what what does this mean to the whole process, to the whole rebuilding process? I, I, yeah, I think this is this is a learning curve. You know, they have had it that way most of this yeah. season. I mean, I mean, the season started badly for them, but they picked up and ever since they have been on an upward trajectory. And so this is kind of telling your players that, see, we are good, yes, yeah. but we are not there yet. There's a reason why Liverpool and Klopp have been healed. There's a reason why 
Pep and uh, Man City have behaved because they have done it for a long time consistently. So we have won a trophy, yes, but we're not there yet. I look like players like Anthony who had, my goodness, Anthony had a poor game. You can see players, tell players like this, that see, this is where we are right now. You can use this as a teaching, um, as a learning curve. You look at players like Lisandro Martinez, he was not on it that day. Faran, quite frankly, did not come to the pitch. Casemiro. Um, I was shocked that Rashford, Casemiro wasn't there. I was shocked that Rashford played because, quite frankly, I didn't see him mm. in this yeah. game. It was only a few that you saw that had that drive and desire. I think, Fred, you have to actually just give him some plaudits. There are lots. But as they hug, you just have to use this as an awakening to your team, telling them that, see, let all this praise, let it not get to your head. Because in as much as we are good, we have beat the best team in La Liga this season. Yeah. We have beat, we have gone head to head with us now. Yeah. We competed, uh, we, we went, I won't say head to head with some big yeah. teams, but this is where we are right yeah. now. And I think, and I think is, 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 you can turn it to a positive. And I'm not saying this, let nobody think that I'm trying to say, oh, right now, man, you are going on a downward spiral. By all means, they can go for me and win 10 games yeah. in Spain. It's yeah. very possible. But it depends on how you pass this message yeah. to your players. Yeah. And I think that it's good enough to turn this around. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So for, for my own view, my own view, you know, I'm just, I'm going to give my own um, personal view. I know I'm a Liverpool fan, but yeah, on this podcast, I have to be able to balance everything together. Unbiased. So yeah, yeah. I, mean, I feel these points now that Manchester United is in right now, I can call it like a, it's a critical point. It's a critical point. Now, yeah. there are only two things that can happen right now. It's either the break or they keep on moving higher. It's either they go lower, go down, or they go up. Now, like you rightly yes. said, how do they react from 7-0, from this 7-0 defeat? And the best way and the way the, the their fans love them to react is to just erase that 7-0 from their memory. Let us forget about it quickly. Your next match, win your next match. Win the match after your next match. Keep on winning and by the end of this month, yeah. everybody will have forgotten that they lost that seven zero match. So I feel the way the way Definitely. their next three matches will be really, really decisive. Will be really, really decisive in anything they are doing this season. Because if they have another loss in their next three games, I don't care how much the margin is, it would really, really doubt to really start creeping in. And you don't want your team to be doubtful. You yeah. want them to be as confident as possible. So um, I'll ask the same question I asked for Manchester United. What, what does this mean for Liverpool? This 7-0 win against United, what does this mean for Liverpool? What do you think? Do you think the, the top four is, is setting a little bit? Or do you think it's setting now? Or uh, do you think this is just one of those things? Um, I, I have to say, I think it is, for me... I think it's certain because if you look at the other teams around the top four, and let me just make them uh, make mention of them. You have Tottenham right now. Liverpool they are fifth with twenty five games played. Um, Tottenham is fourth with twenty six games played. Yeah. Although it's worth noting that Newcastle yeah. is sixth, but they have only played twenty four games. And yeah. if you look at the points margin, mathematically, 
Liverpool can get to the top four if they win other games. Now, that is a big if. Now, what, what has Liverpool's problem been all through the season? We, t- we said yeah. that um, the engine room, the midfield had lacked greatly. Yeah. And what you saw against Man U is a midfield that resembles, let me use that word, yeah. resembles, a Yugan club's midfield, especially in Liverpool. You think about the glory days of Wanaldon, Henderson and, um, Henderson and um, Fabio, yeah. what they did to Baka, yeah. what yeah. they did to so many teams, pressing you and squeezing yeah. the life out of you, making life unbearable for you. And that was key for them. Yes. And I think that whatever would happen to Liverpool, that middle of the park, those players, whether yeah. be it Elliot, and I have to just give a moment, I have to remove cap for Elliot. My God, he's a bowler. Yeah. Um, Henderson that yeah. we have criticized. I mean, I think he just summoned um, some kind of spirits. Fabio, who has been bad this season. These guys were amazing. And if they can just come together for at least, let me just say, give that 80% to the end of the yes. season. Ah, there's no question. Yes. Top four is very, very possible. It's very, very possible. And so, uh, now I think, uh, well, I also have to ask, so with this, is there a chance for a comeback against Real Madrid in um, Bernabeu? Uh, Santiago Bernabeu? Yeah, um, yeah, again, I feel like there is. Now, the question is, um, can they score more than three goals? I feel like, I've, I watch La Liga closely and... Um, I support Baka, like I said. And sorry, sorry to say this to Madrid fans, but yeah, yeah. So this, this, this is just our opinion. Our so if you have, uh, yeah, if you have other opinions, just follow yeah. follow the conversation using the hashtag Nine Plus Five Podcast. Yeah. So yeah. if if you look at Real Madrid this season and actually last season, we we're discussing before we came on that their points margin they are fifty three points this season. Last season they were fifty two. Yeah. So it's not like they have changed. They are literally the same thing statistically. And one yes. thing that Madrid has lacked, especially playing big boys in um, in La Liga or especially in La Liga, is that they lack this desire. And if you can control the middle of the pack, like Xavi has done so many times, and try and shut off yes. Vinicius, there's a chance you can win the game. Now, this is in Bernabeu. This is the house. The question is, yeah. can Liverpool carry that energy from Anfield and bring it to the Bernabeu. That is a big ask. But all I can say is there's a fighting chance. There's a fighting chance. They can win the game, yeah, but sure. for them to come back, um, I think yeah. is this is This is Champions League. I personally don't want to raise my hopes too high <laughs> yeah. because the the Real Madrid in La Liga is it's uh, quite different. It's way different from... Yeah. From what they have in Champions League. So, um, Nunes, Gakpo, Salah all scored two goals mm-hmm. in the match against Manchester United. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is a big one. This is a big one because considering people called Nunes a flop, Gakpo a flop, uh, Salah, who, who Salah, Salah <laughs> flushed. So I, <laughs> I'm wondering where they are now, and it's worth noting that Salah has now become the Premier League all-time 
goal scorer for Liverpool. Liverpool. That's a good one. That's one twenty-nine goals. He has surpassed Robbie Fowler's record of one twenty-eight goals, which is really, really amazing. Within a short period of time, within a short period of time, he has been able to achieve a lot in Liverpool. So uh moving on, still on Liverpool's Liverpool Manchester United drama. So uh, looking at yes this match, what what in particular do you say would you say went wrong with Eric Ten Hag's tactics or his formation or what went what went wrong for, for him? Yeah, um because like, like this is a team that has been pulling pulling off results. Yeah. Look, let's look past what how amazing Liverpool was. Yeah. In that match, yes, they they came with a different spirit, but there was something fundamentally wrong with um Eric Ten Hag's setup. Yeah. Team. Yeah, with his setup. Yeah. Yeah, I think first of all, we can't we can't come here. I think. After the game now, we have a better understanding. Obviously, um, hindsight is always 20 We have a better understanding that this setup did not work. But if you enter um, Eric Ten Hag's mind, you ask yourself, this is a big game. This against Liverpool. Yeah. What do you go with? Yeah. Go with something that has worked over time. And this lineup has given him success or the most yeah. success this season. So he obviously went for it. Now, that's no problem. The problem becomes um, the problem comes glaring that it's quite it's, it's quite um is well we note that it was one zero at halftime. Yeah. So yeah. what happened? Six goals came in one half. In one half. Do you understand? Now that's my problem with them. Yes. After the first goal came in, now it's very bad for you to concede after immediately after the um the second half starts. Do you understand? Automatically yes. it shifts the momentum to the other team because you have had your chance to say what you want and if your players have not taken it on hand like you become disappointed now I feel like after the 2-0 yeah. there was still a chance after the third yes. goal he needed to make changes he needed to make changes and I feel like he delayed and so let's let's just take people through the timeline you had the first goal came at the 43rd minute by um, Gagpo in lovely goal my goodness uh, that boy is, is yeah, a wonder lovely finish 47 yeah. minutes just 2 minutes after the um, halftime whistle um, after this score half started Nunes 50 minutes the third goal has entered Gagpo now after the third goal entered quite rightly he made changes he brought in Ganacho for Wagos I felt like Wagos should have gone after um, at the halftime he brought in Fred for Scott McTominay. Now, this change in particular annoyed me because you don't take off Fred in this kind of game. Quite frankly, you need Fred for his creativity in a way and for his fighting spirit. Maybe there was something there, who knows, but no problem. After that, it was four and five immediately. Another point, he should have gone for damage limitation. He brought on Malaysia. He brought on Sabisa. I felt like he should have brought on Maguire and Malaysia to damage to to limit the damage because, like I said, it's not it's, there's no problem losing to Liverpool in Anfield. For the manner of the loss is too much. The manner of the loss was too much. And I feel like today, I think number one, like I said, the, the team did not come. I feel like the Madrid team, especially I'm sorry, the 
Man U team, they are still in their Carabao yeah. Cup victory. They are still in that local room. Yeah, yeah, that's even another thing that we need to talk about. Yeah. I think their mentality, they, 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 after they won that Carabao Cup, they thought it's the end of the world and it goes into their head. Yeah, and that was something Klopp said in his um, pre-match interview that when they asked him about when they asked him about the Carabao Cup, he was like, the Carabao Cup is so beautiful to win, but the only problem with winning the Carabao Cup is that you get to play the next weekend. Yes. You get to play the next <laughs> weekend. So there's no really time to like enjoy enjoy the feeling of winning the Carabao Cup. And I think uh, Man you maybe due to... Uh, I don't want to call them an inexperienced team. Yeah, at this point, this group of players... I, I, yeah, and I've not played. Yeah, this group years. of players they've not really been experiencing winning trophies. And I think maybe it got to their head and they just um, fumbled. But I really hope um, they come back. Yeah. I really hope for the best for them. So let's move on to our quick hit section. Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal made a massive comeback yes, sir. against Bournemouth. Massive. Like how how many times? How many times would these guys keep on coming back? How long can they keep on with keep up with the com- comebacks? So, man, <laughs> three two ninety plus seven <laughs> ninety plus seven. That was literally the last kick of the game. Last kick. That's, that's crazy. And like like I said, like I said in the previous podcast. You could see this fighting spirit in these boys till yeah. the till that that minute. You could see it, and like I said before, this spirit is what I see when Real Madrid is playing. This spirit is what I see when Liverpool of the 2019-2020 season when we were playing. Yeah. This spirit is what I saw in Man City's team last season. This is the spirit of winners. Yeah. This is the spirit of champions. I am rooting for Arsenal to win the league definitely, at this point definitely. in time. Yeah, what are your thoughts? I mean, like, we can... There's a lot that happened in this game. First of all, if you didn't watch this game, I, I mean, you missed a lot. The first... The kickoff... Yeah. Um, this game had the fastest goal recorded in Premier League history. Um, yeah. Mainly after kickoff, it's like Bournemouth, they practiced this thing from the training ground. They went and Philip Billing <laughs> netted almost yeah. immediately. Of course, nobody assists you yeah. when Billing comes, so there was no assist there. <laughs> so, yeah, and immediately that goal came in. Arsenal fans were kind of shocked because, yeah. number one, let's know that this game was played in Emirates. So, yeah. considering the first goal and like that in your home stadium, I mean, you can't blame Arsenal. Yeah. It came out of nowhere. You understand? But, like you say, yeah. that fighting yeah. spirit is something that yeah, I think people have underestimated um, or have not talked about this Arsenal team for. Yeah. They have that spirit. And I and I really love the team. I love this team. I mean, Martin Odegaard, there's a reason why he's the captain. Because he was yeah. at 2-2. At 2 he was the one trying shots. He was the one provoking everything. And I think the corner kick that um, caused the final goal was due to his... Um, yeah. I think his effort on goal and he parried out and stuff like that. Someone made a funny tweet about yeah. um, Arsenal was looking for goal and they brought in Reeves Nestle. Um, Reeves Nestle. And yeah. uh, sorry to that person. That backfired quickly. That backfired quickly because if you watch quickly. the setup, I mean, it just goes to show the mentality of everyone in that squad. This someone that has only played yeah. 89 minutes or thereabouts in Premier League. 
And for him to come, yeah. and I think yeah. during the press conference, he was saying that he was hoping, he was praying that that ball comes to him. I mean, what kind of mentality yeah. is that? Is that that is a champion mentality? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And this is what happens. Exactly, exactly. When you have that champion's mentality, yeah. Even on the bench, the players, their their feet will be itching. Yeah. To come in and give that impact. That's that's why you could see players like Origi, Origi yeah. coming. Scored two goals against Bata. Five minutes, scored two goals because he he was testy. He wants to be like every player. Every player wants to be part of a successful yes. team. As sorry, can I? Yes, can that's I right. it's, Also, like we mentioned, yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. We talk about Origi. Yeah. Let's not forget what happened yeah. uh, Man City when company yeah. out of nowhere choose that goal. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. this is you can call it. Um, hunger, or you can call it luck. Luck, and I think this this is yeah. champions' luck. This is champions' luck for them. So, well, the, when we mention Arsenal, there's always one team locking around, locking around. <laughs> there's always one team that is not willing to give up till it's over. That's City. Yeah. City won their match again, two zero. Yeah. And it was amazing. it was a nice one. It was a nice one. Seeing City win back to back again, and City they are they are they are just showing us that see us now. We don't mind you guys being on top, but like we don't mind you guys being on top. But see, we are going to give you a run for your money till game week thirty eight. <laughs> We are going to be at your back and give you a run for your money. So I'm just, I'm just really, really curious to see how this season is going to end. I just really hope Arsenal continues with this form yeah. and does really well. So, um, moving on, moving on, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea, finally, my heart. you guys got a win. I, I think we should, we should get like a bell or something <laughs> in this, definitely. in this podcast. So, <laughs> so when, yeah, yeah, so when, after, after a long period of time, when the team wins, we just played for them. Yeah. So, um, Chelsea finally win. Ah, once again, I was, I was talking to my friend, my friend who, who happens to be a Chelsea fan. Like, I, I, so I told him, Talking to my Chelsea friend, so I, I just yeah, I wanted to I wanted to go over to meet him and just let's gist and talk. Uh, he was like, he's he's going to watch Chelsea's match. I was like, guy, yeah, I just going to waste your time. I was going to waste your time. <laughs> he was just like, see, uh, he knows he's going to waste his time, but he's just looking for a positive. Like he does not care if they beat Chelsea, but let Chelsea just score. Let's just just score. Let them just let them just score. Like as long as they score, that at the end of the day, yeah. you guys scored, and pff, it was it was a good one. But what what, what do you yeah. think? What do you think of that win? You guys are still tense. I mean, because are still tense. Yeah, I, I yeah, <laughs> we are still tense. One of the best tens in the <laughs> Premier League. Yeah. But yeah, um, I watched that game and I have to say, like, um, we played well. I mean, the bar is low for what well is, but in my own opinion, in my own eyes, that's, that's I mean, Chelsea fans. Played, as far as you guys scored, we played well. You guys played well, yeah. And I think the same issues that Chelsea have had over the years is still the same issues we have now. Yeah. We are not converting chances. Yeah. Number one, we don't have a killer in, up front, and of course, there's no there's no surprise that the goal came from um, a corner kick. Yeah. Wesley Fofana headed it in. But again, again, 
most, you can see that most Chelsea fans are happy for the win. But they were they were expecting a loss so that the pressure amounts on Potter and go. But I think I came here last last podcast and I was saying things like Potter out and everything. And you have to forgive me because that's how I'm feeling. I still feel like he has a long way to go. And this this win only just eases the pressure. But my God, he, he needs to put in two, three, four, five, six wins. And let's see how it goes from there. So hopefully we can we can win the Premier League. <laughs> you can what? <laughs> or reach the top four. <laughs> I mean, I'm in Drew Land here, win the Premier League. <laughs> Limao. <laughs> Limao. <laughs> All right. So moving on, moving on. Um, yeah. yeah, you guys you guys are playing to, uh, Dortmund tomorrow. Uh, do you think Actually, you have a chance? Yeah. I know it's just a 1-0 defeat you guys had. What do you think you guys well, um, have a shot? Yeah, um, if we can score, and that's Chelsea's <laughs> problem. <laughs> it's almost like we do everything, but, you can't but score. when we get to the post, um, you had you had Joel Felix. He was unfortunate with a shot on goal. He literally hit the bar. Come out. It's almost like the post is. It's almost like the pole is a not side of a magnet, and it's just opposing the ball. Like oh my god, like the ball doesn't want to go in when we shoot. Or again, like you say, it's a one new. Um, advantage. I think this is it is feasible, but again, provided that Chelsea can score, yeah, there's a chance. Yeah. So finally, after <laughs> I don't know how many games streak they've been on, um, Napoli lost a match, yeah. lost a game to Lazio. Uh, this is really really sad for Napoli fans, and I I actually watched that game and. For me, Napoli played really, really well. But the only thing is that uh, I think now uh, teams are trying to like exploit their strengths. They know their whole game revolves around Usim and getting the ball to score. So they literally just tried to stop the ball from getting to Usim. And um, yeah. Sari did a great job at that. And um, Vecino, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name well, he scored a really, really nice goal. A nice goal. I think you guys should all check it out. He scored a really nice goal. And if you watch the match, you you will see that Lazio did not really like get clear-cut chances to score any goal. Napoli really played really well. I feel this does not change anything in the title race for, for Napoli. 15 points yeah, I feel they are still the favorites to um, win the Serie A. Do you have any thoughts on this? No, no, All no. All right. Maybe. Let's move on. Move on. Moving on to Barcelona. Barcelona. Sure, so, sure. Um, in the course of the week, Barcelona won an El Clasico playing a strange style of football. <laughs> <laughs> a strange style of football. So, Barcelona actually sat back. They sat back, played defensive <laughs> type of football and allowed... Real Madrid to to do the scoring for them. I mean, Edan Militao scored yeah. scored an ungo after you were rooting for him to um, have been on FIFA XI. This is how he, this is how he, this is how he replaces me. Very sad, very sad. Now man, they do very, my very bad. Now man, they do my bad. <laughs> so, do my bad. <laughs> so yeah, so um, then. Yeah, so Barcelona won Valencia 
then Real Madrid drew to Real Betis. Right now, um, Barcelona is topping the La Liga table with nine points. Yeah. <sighs> this is a whole lot. This is a whole lot. And Real Madrid, they've actually been performing really, really poorly in the La Liga. But there's, I was listening to the Casa de Banta space today and, um, yeah. Someone raised the point and they were like, there's something Madrid usually do like every season. I think the last 15 games of the season, they do like a sprint where you can see 15 wins, 12 wins and three draws. And if Barcelona is not careful, if Barcelona is not careful during that period, or maybe they have some injured players, Real Madrid can take advantage of that. Real Madrid can take advantage of that. So I think we should not write off Real Madrid. They are still in this title race. Anything can happen. Yeah, anything can happen. So what are your thoughts as a Barcelona fan? I think fan? that person saying that is obviously a Madrid fan. That's number one. I think is a bit naive to say that because first of all, if you look at where Madrid is right now and what they were last yeah. season, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like I said before we started this piece, they have not depreciated in La Liga. They have just been the same team. Of course, we know that in Champions League, once they hear the anthem, they enter beast mode and they are a different team mentally. But in La Liga, yeah. they have been the same. Now, what is different in La Liga is that Barcelona has improved drastically. And let's not forget that Baca made a sprint too to almost catch up with Madrid at the tail end of last season. So, the person talking yes. about Madrid being consistent at the end of last season probably didn't watch that. And what I have to say is this is that Baka has had those injuries that we're all afraid of. Seven games without Lewandowski, yeah. seven wins. So there's something about this Baka team, like you said, that is not built about fancy football because they understand that yeah. you know, they don't have all the players. Fatty is not coming to the fold. He will come good, definitely. Dembele has been injured. Rafinha is scoring some goals. And all that. So they have been able to say, okay, what can we do where we can hold possession and we can keep clean sheets? The second has been crucial in this season. He has 18 clean sheets. The next person has nine clean sheets. So that is to tell you that crazy. if I told this team is not going to back That's home, amazing. Uh, yeah. They are definitely not going to concede goals because that is one constant that I've had this season. We don't concede goals for fun. Another stat that someone has to yeah. notice. The last time Baka considered in La Liga from open play was May 2022. So, wow. It is, it's, um, sorry, in Camp Nou, obviously in Camp Nou. The last time we considered in Camp Nou okay. from open play is 2022. So, these are things you should consider. And in as much as it's all fine to say, okay, Baka might capitulate and might lose, but let's be realistic. Even though Baka, they're going to mess up like they did against Almaria last weekend, Real Madrid are not going to be any better because. They quite frankly do not rate the La Liga. And I feel like they are focused partially on that Champions League. And so, yeah, we just have to wait and see. But like you said, they are a team that are capable of doing that. And it actually makes for a spicy end of the season. So let's hope that this team comes good and we can see a proper race in the La Liga. Yeah, so um, 
let's leave our listeners to come to their judgment on that. Remember, you can always follow up the conversation using the hashtag 90 plus five podcast. We are trying to build a community yeah. here. This is not a close ended conversations. Whatever we are saying here are just our own opinions. If you have other opinions, go on there and drop them and would we'll surely react and just follow up and just talk and chat. Now, moving on. Um, but Bayern Munich PSG tomorrow's. I'm sorry. Yeah, we are recording this on Monday, yeah. so um, we are trying to like build up for the next Champions League match, which is, I think the match is actually on yes, Wednesday. Wednesday. So Wednesday's Bayern PSG's match, yeah. and you know, um, Bayern won that match one zero and. Which is a very, very slim, it's a very, very slim margin. And PSG, they've been on hot form. They've been on hot form and, uh, anything that can actually happen yeah. there, anything can actually happen in that match. I would love to see those are, they are two really, really top teams. I would love to see what happens. I would love to watch entertaining football in that match. I would love to be entertained. Um, so how about you? Who, what are your thoughts? I, I know you are rooting for your, your favorite goats. Um, that's Messi. So I know you'll be biased. <laughs> you'll be biased and you would be supporting PSG. But what are your thoughts in that so match? You just set me up. Yeah. Um, oh. I don't like Bayern because they have beaten my team plenty of times. So forgive me if I'm not. Yeah, I'm it's not true. Yeah, open. it's but true. Yeah, like we said, it's a it's a slim margin, one zero, and um, something to note, yeah. which we will talk about in the hot two section. Neymar will not be available, and some other players too are missing from PSG or maybe missing. So I think PSG, um, they have been on good form. I won't say sparkling hot, but they are capable of. Tony a one goal advantage, especially having Mbappe on this form. It's got is good to know that he um, became PSG's highest goal scorer over the weekend. So this is a guy that is is firing on all cylinders. Also, Messi and him are really linking up well. So if Bayern are not careful, they can lose this one. So like again, I'm rooting for PSG, but I'm being realistic here. It's going to be yeah. a tough one. At the yeah. arena. So uh, uh, we cannot end this hot seat section without talking about Dortmund. Dortmund, they've been blazing hot ever since the end of the World Cup. They've won 10 out of 10. This is something Chelsea fans should be scared of. We should be scared. <laughs> should be scared. <laughs> Dortmund, they are on fire. They, they are giving back Bayern Munich a run for their money. Right now, they're on equal points with yeah. Bayern Munich, 49-49. I would really love to see... Uh, yeah. Sorry, so, so before you go, if you find the square root of 49, what is that? That's, that's seven. That's seven. Wow. Oh, seven. <laughs> Please, don't, don't, don't hurt Mario fans too much. They're already, they already bleeding. Oh. They're already bleeding. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. just one, they've, they've been on... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they've been on this season, but like they've been really, really hot. They've been really hot, and I would love to see them actually go far and win the league. Because personally, I'm, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Bayern, but I feel this is a competition now. Someone should, yeah, no, someone, someone should win. Someone they've won in ten years in a row. They want to make it eleven. No, ah, come on, let's let's just. Give them a break. Give them a break. Maybe 
Don't want to just yeah, struggle. Yeah. Well, the only problem is that I, I'm looking at the table right now. Bayern is still on top of the <laughs> still on top of the league. <laughs> it's good, good difference, difference yeah. 44 to 19. I don't know how these guys want to do this. Well, let's see how it goes, Sha. Let's see how it goes. I don't know if there's any just one found out there. Just give us a shout, play. I would love to hear. I know we asked for any PSG fan out there. I have not gotten any response yet. So let's just, just, yeah. Let us know if you are a Dortmund fan. We'd love to have you on the show. So now moving on to the section, I'm sure every one of you have been waiting for. That's the hot tweet section. We are going to be giving you, serving you the hottest gist and we're bringing banter on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on. Um, I think this guy has even stolen one of my tweets already. It's square of 49. <laughs> 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 and the funny thing is that 49 is Ganacho's number. Like, so that's where the whole, uh, oh, that's where wow. the whole idea came from. So <laughs> square of 49 is seven. And man, you are giving yeah. seven. So. Yeah. So um now yeah, Victor Simen was named the best athlete in Italy. This this is a tweet by um Fabrizio Romano. He was named the best foreign athlete yeah. in Italy. We are really proud of Victor Simen as as Nigerians, yeah, as yeah, yeah. um football fans, we are proud. Of Osime, he should keep the good work up. Now, this is another tweet from Fabrizio Romano. Now, this is what Victor Osime said. He said, I'm working so hard to make sure I achieve my dream of playing in the Premier League one day. It's a process. I just want to keep on this momentum. Serie A is one of, is one of the top five leagues in the world. And it's an amazing feeling for me. I know, I think we were talking about this in one of our episodes where we would love Osime yeah. to, where we would love to see Osime. And I think we both agreed we would love him to go to Manchester United. But I'm sure if Osime in his mind wanted to go to Manchester United, <laughs> that is this game would have made him <laughs> rethink. But uh, nevertheless, I still feel Manchester United would be a good fit for Osime just because we, yeah. me personally, I feel they have someone who can develop talents and they're actually in need of him and their, their style would fit him. So, Should yeah. yeah. Moving Hopefully. on. Um, This is Van Dyke on Liverpool's recent form. This is a tweet from Anfield Watch. He said, I think the last three games gave me personally a good, very good feeling. The way we committed to defending and enjoying that clean sheet. This is Van Dyke just um literally not trying to maybe um be too relaxed. He gave me he just wants to like yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to be too relaxed. Uh, 7-0 is just three points. We it's need to okay, move on. Yeah. You get me? You need to move on. So um yeah. Um moving on to the next tweet. Now um this this is from Casado Banta and it says fun fact Ben White scoring his first goal for Arsenal on Saturday means 10 outfield starters have scored in the league this season and they all scored before Richarlison. 
this is crazy. Like, man, I, I, is is mind blowing, guy. I'm 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 taking this thing again because I, I actually did not believe what I just read. Richardson has not scored a Premier League goal for Tottenham this season. Please, please, like why how? why have we not been talking about this guy enough? Nunes, 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 Nunes has been under the radar. Mudrik has been under the radar. Gakpo has been under the radar. <laughs> but this guy, this guy just. Oh my god. 17 matches, zero oh goals, two assists. Double double yeah, seven. This is this is, <laughs> this is awful. Like this is really awful. Ah, on all standards. Yeah. Is I, I think oh, oh, yeah, is the, the yeah. thing is that from what from what I'm seeing here, he was injured, he came back, but he has been playing like man, there's no excuse for not scoring. I, I think there, there's no excuse. Eh? And and I said this last time, I said that Richarlison, I personally don't rate him as a top, top talent. Yeah. People use that word world-class too loosely. And I feel like he's not a world-class player. Yeah. But he's a good player. He's a Premier League standard player. And he has been in the Premier yeah. League. So there's no excuse of, oh, he's trying to yeah. adjust. There's no adjustment going on. There's no adjustment going on. I feel like well, no see he, see guys you see you guys you guys have to give Nunes his flowers. This guy was signed for 60 million pounds. <laughs> 60 million pounds. Yeah. Man, if not because of the add-ons on Nunes's deal, he was going to be like 75 million pounds. And this guy's yeah, so he's not much he's yeah. not far from yeah, yeah, in terms of, of price. So I mean and Dago was even signed for less. He, he deserves some. Yeah, yeah, he was signed for less. So I feel like people are not on him because it's, maybe, it's because of the World Cup. Uh, it's because of the World Cup performance, like because of that goal. Yeah, yeah I think maybe. he just used that one to just. But people are going to see. People are going to see through his mask very soon. But true, it, very true. People, people, yeah, people are going to see through his masks very soon because this is really awful. Yeah. Because I know part of the reasons why they got him was to like, uh, yeah, goals, to definitely. back up Kane whenever Kane is not. On form, that kind of stuff. So uh here, this is from Casado Banta again. Uh they were like <laughs> shout, yeah, out, shout to out to them. them. Yeah. You can follow them, Casado Banta on Twitter. Now, this is um the gear. This is a picture of the gear with uh, this is his rating <laughs> from Liverpool's match, and um out of ten, he was given <laughs> three point eight. And the caption was second class. Student. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for As people who are non Nigerians, <laughs> for most Nigerian universities, um, that's the grade for second class upper. And uh, let's not go into that. But uh, I think the main thing is yeah. the main thing is Digia is a major problem in this United team. I don't know how they want to sugarcoat it though. I know he has had his good times, but I feel this restructuring process that they want to do and this rebuilding, this rebuilding process, I feel they need to have a good backup keeper. Something similar to, yeah, guess yeah something similar to what um, Tukel did by buying Mendy. I think it's Tukel that bought Mendy, yeah. yeah. You have to get a good, you have to yeah. get a good world-class keeper. 
or someone approaching yes, that status to make that him the backup because I, I, I no, no disrespect to the uh, I, I'm not, I don't want to disrespect any man you found out there but I feel right now the gear at his form right now I think he deserves to be a backup keeper because for God's sake this guy this guy, this guy I, cannot I, play with his foot I feel like the guy's problem is when when he's having a good game, he's having a very good game. But when he has a bad game, but no, no, the guy, the guy's good has game, very, very bad uh, game. Is that's his problem? It, no, no, the guy's good game, the guy's good game, good game that I even calling good game is what some keepers pull up every yeah. game week. People like test again, like you just rightly mentioned, yeah. every game week. You get me? So, like, let, let's move on, Sean. Let's not do too much. I feel fans might have other opinions on this the gear yeah. matter. So, just follow up the conversation using the hashtag 90 plus 5 podcast on Twitter. So, moving on. Uh, let's just... This is from Fabrizio Romano again. He said, discussions will take place in the next week between Real Madrid and Eden Hazard. His last appearance in La Liga was on September 11th, 2022. Feeling internally is for Hazard to leave the club in the summer in case of good bid and opportunity. I, I can actually cry for Hazard now because Hazard is just a classic case of making, of when someone makes a wrong career decision like a, a yeah. poor and terrible career choice because Hazard Hazard was already on his way to becoming a king a Chelsea yeah. legend but there's this thing most players have for Madrid they see Madrid as the like next step. Um, this yeah Madrid as the next step yeah and it's not their fault that's the way we that's the way Madrid is, that's the way Madrid is, and that's the way we all were brought up to look at football. So I I, I feel really yeah. bad for Hazard, but I feel in no way should his contract be renewed, in no way or form should his contract be renewed. He needs to leave the team, he needs to go to a smaller team and just try to like get his mojo back. So moving on, um let's let's just see I can't I can't end this podcast without talking about Neymar. Yeah. According to Fabrizio Romano, Neymar will be out for this season. And he's going to undergo surgery and the whole recovery process and all. I, 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 feel, I feel really bad for Neymar. I feel really bad for Neymar because I think not so long ago, I was just watching his documentary, The Perfect Chaos, and I was able to just get... Um, an in-depth look of what, what Neymar's life looks like. And you know that all this guy just wanted to do was just to enjoy football and enjoy enjoy football and just be happy. He did not really care about all these things. Like, he just wants to be happy. But at the end of the day, I, I, I don't know what the problem is. I feel... Yeah, it's going to be sad, but Neymar is going to be one of these players that he just has to retire very early because his body is not yeah. going to, yeah, his body is not going to permit. This is uncle. I can't, this, I can't count how many times this uncle has gone. Like, this is like the third or fourth time. I mean, I'm not a medical doctor, but I know, man, when these things happen recurrently, like, it's, it's not yeah, good. I think the surgery is for, I think the surgery is to prevent 
this from happening again. Now, like according to what they said, um, the surgery is to correct the defects. But like you said, we have seen this before. You go for yeah. a surgery, oh, it's to help this yeah. and yeah. back to square one again. All we can hope is that uh, this is an end to his woes. Guy, guy, especially see, see, see me- mentally, me- mentally. Let's even look at it mentally because anytime Neymar comes back from injury, he he's going to try come back. I'm trying to come back. Neymar is yeah. back. We are. I'm pushing. I want to be the highest goal scorer. I want to be this. I want to win trophies. I want to do this. I, I must come back. I must get back to my former shape. Injury comes back again, man. We are all humans. We are, we are all humans. It's, it's going to it's going to mess with him big time. It's going to mess with him big time. I just really hope he comes back stronger. But uh, on the flip side, I think for some PSG fans, they might uh, be happy with this because they feel. Now there's no there's no there's no problem in not selecting Neymar it's because yeah. people feel that he's like yeah he's like a baggage in the team. So now you just have no option than not play him. So I would love to see how the team thrives with this. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this? No, no. I, I just feel like you see the sad and hopefully he comes back good. Hopefully he comes back good and stronger and better. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, I think we've come to the end of um, the 90 plus 5 podcast for today. Like yeah. I said, it's raining in the city of Lagos, Nigeria. Yeah. In case if you are you're hearing some thunder rumblings and some things in the background. Yeah. It's raining in the city of Nigeria today. So thank you very much, Mikus, for co-hosting this um, podcast with me. Thank you very much, listeners, for taking time to listen to this podcast. Um, remember, you can follow us on our Twitter handle at 90plus5space, on Instagram at 90plus5podcast. Stay safe. Just uh, stay safe till next time. Meet. Yeah. Have a good one. Yeah.